In 2019, if someone had told me I would spend an entire school year teaching full classes of students without ever seeing some of their faces, I don't know how I would have responded. I'm sure I wouldn't have believed them. Remote learning has been rough and most of my students have struggled. However, despite all the trauma we've experienced in the past year, it bothers me when I hear people say it's been a lost year of learning. All of the teachers I know have been working even harder than before to make sure their students learn and to provide socio-emotional support to students who desperately need it. In March 2020, we had to abandon all our routines and teaching practices overnight and learn a completely new way of teaching. With that in mind, what have we learned this year? So as the school year comes to a close and I can start daydreaming about seeing my new students face to face in September, I've been thinking about this question. What have teachers learned from remote teaching that we should preserve in future years? Research shows that remote learning has not led to a lost year for many students. If we reflect on why some students are doing well, it might help teachers improve our instruction in the years to come. According to an Edutopia article by Nora Fleming, certain students thrived in remote learning because it removed all the distractions of learning in a classroom with 30 other students. High school students in particular can sleep in, take breaks, and practice being more independent in their remote classes without a teacher micromanaging every aspect of their learning. Some students have thrived with this new freedom. When surveyed about remote learning, a group of California teachers agreed with Fleming's assessment. In the survey results reported on by EdSource, teachers explain how remote learning has eliminated the time constraints and inflexible bell schedule of a typical classroom. This is a blessing for certain students who find the school day schedule to be constraining, overstimulating, or perhaps anxiety producing. The survey results also show that in remote learning, teachers had to focus on teaching only the most critical lessons or skills in their curriculum. Forcing teachers to make choices about what could be cut helped narrow down the curriculum to what was most important and cut out any fluff or time wasters. Finally, in an article in Forbes called For Some, Remote Learning Has Surprising Benefits, Natalie Wexler argues that remote learning has given teachers more time to meet one-on-one -on -one or in small groups with students to offer extra help. Many teachers offer office hours to assist students with asynchronous work, which allows them to build relationships across a screen and ensure their students are learning. Many of these themes that I read about in my research are echoed by teachers and students at my school. Okay. Hi, I'm Arlette. I'm in the 10th grade right now, and I go to Gregorio Luperon High School. Um, I'm 15, and I like to eat. You were one of my students who said they really like remote learning. Yes. So, yeah, let's start there. What do you like about remote learning? 
I really like how flexible it is. I think it's just I feel like when we went to um in person school, it was it was very structured, and you know you had to go from one class to another, blah blah blah. Then you finish, you had to go home, do homework, after school activities, all of that. It's kind of stressful. I think that remote learning is a little bit more chill. So is so in general, is there anything that you think your teachers are doing well that makes online learning fun or interesting for you? Um. One thing, yeah, one thing that I think teachers do that are like I really like is how interactive they are with the students. Mm-hmm. Even though we are um, remote, I feel like um, when the pandemic hit and we were all home, I feel like the teachers' priority was just to make sure that all the students were doing okay, um, physically but also mentally. So I'm really um, like thankful that teachers reach out, make sure you're doing okay, guidance counselors and everything, because I feel like um, it really helps, you know, to make to know that someone cares about you and that your teachers care about you and they want to make sure you're doing okay. Arlette's comments about having a more flexible school day while remote and the importance of building trusting relationships with her teachers are similar to what one of our assistant principals told me. So my name is Jaya Barn. I am an assistant principal here at Gregorio Luperon High School, and I've been working here since 2008 when I first started as a teacher. So I want to start with that. What have you learned or improved this year in your teaching practices? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, You know, I'm really, I I think one of the things that I've loved the most about this year is uh, the way that it's kind of forced the students to have a lot more responsibility for their work. Mm, And in that way, it also forced me to kind of trust my students more than I usually do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's been really good for me to kind of like let go a little bit more than I normally would because I, you know, I kind of have to trust that they're going to complete something. I have to trust that they're going to read directions for things. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to trust that, you know, if they need extra help that they're going to ask for it. And I think Mm -hmm. that's been really good for me in general as a teacher to see that like I can, I don't have to do as much as I thought that I did and that my students are ready for more of a challenge. When I asked Ms. Barn about the best practices she's seen teachers do remotely this year, she emphasized that one of our school's biggest strengths is the relationships we build with our students. And she told me some of the ways she witnessed teachers continuing to do this remotely. I saw a lot of really cool ways that teachers try to like connect with their students and try to like make their voices heard even in difficult remote spaces so i saw a lot more like projects being done i saw a lot more like getting to know you kind of like activities i saw a lot of fun like um ways that at the beginning of class people were trying to just you know have like little discussions and form kind of like a community with their students um and i yeah i think that that was just one of the things that like everyone knew that it needed to happen and that it was it's the cornerstone of education and it's the reason we all love to be in school you know so I just really appreciated that um I would say like also the technological innovation that some of the teachers have brought to the table like I'm just so amazed at certain things that I've seen happening like it's been really really fun for me to watch that even in this like very difficult moment people still did their absolute best to be as creative as an engaging and 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 as fun Um, as they normally are. I decided to check in with another English teacher to ask about some of her reflections on remote teaching too. Hi, I'm Miss Kwan. I'm an English teacher at Gregorio Luperon High School. What have you learned or improved this year in your teaching practices? 
Um, let's see. I think this whole remote instruction experience forced me to think more strategically about how I need to teach what I'm teaching. Mm -hmm. For example, well, in the classroom, it, it's easier. Uh, during remote instruction, I realized that even though I am face-to-face -face through a computer, it's not easy to get my message across. It's not easy to get my students to understand really what I want them to do. So the materials that I created have to be very structured in a way that it's easy for them to understand and follow. And even when I'm explaining things, I need to be more logical and, and more and clearer. And, and that was a challenge that made me grow. I asked Ms. Kwan to elaborate a little more about what she learned this year that she wants to continue doing in her classes next year. I think I want to continue thinking about my instruction in a more systematic and logical way to mm -hmm. see how I can get students moving from one step to another. Mm -hmm. um, I want to continue being um, more mindful of their personal um, situations. Mm -hmm. I understand that a lot of students probably wanted to participate in class but couldn't for various circumstances. And even though I, know, I don't know the full, full details of their circumstances, um, I, I've become aware that there are things that I had no idea about and those are affecting them in the classroom during their learnings. My student Arlette had some advice to give to teachers for what practices we should continue next year too. Um, with the pandemic and everything, I also another thing was education, you know, making sure that everybody is able to attend class virtually. And that's why I was really happy when I um, uh, switched to Gregorio Luperon that I was able to get a laptop because I don't even own a laptop. My mom got one recently and I, before that I just had my phone and stuff. So I was really mm -hmm. thankful that I was able to get a um, device to do my work. And I really hope mm -hmm. that they just continue because you know, you never know what can happen. Like you could be out sick, even if we're in person, a family emergency. So it's great that you have, you know, your device to still be able to do work. Ms. Barn also wants to continue to think about our students' technology use next year because remote learning has opened her eyes to some gaps in our curriculum. I think our students um, are amazing and have so much potential that I don't know if right now as a department, as a school, we mm -hmm. are tapping into the excellence in the way that we possibly, to the extent that we possibly can. So yeah. I'm thinking about like, just like 21st century skills. Our kids spent the entire year online this year. How do our kids know what is trustworthy information on the internet? And mm -hmm. like, that's where they're getting all their information from. But like, if you are a citizen in the 21st century, knowing the difference between credible and, and you know, uncredible, I guess is the way of putting it, or like less yeah. than credible information, that is like so essential. But I don't know that our kids do that. I don't know that our kids know how to, you know, cite their sources and, you know, behave with academic integrity in a way that is required for someone in the 21st century. I don't know if our kids can make sense of the ways that media is manipulating them and that, you know, yeah. your, your thoughts and your beliefs and your biases are all coming from places. If 2021 me could travel to the year 2025 and talk to myself, 
What do I hope the 2025 version of me remembers from this year? How will I look back on this time? Well, I hope I will be more flexible with my students, since many of them have tough circumstances to overcome with or without a pandemic. I hope I will prioritize relationships first and listen to what my students need. I hope I will continue to adapt to new technology and not force students to do everything with paper and pencil because that just isn't an accurate reflection of the society we live in. But most importantly, I hope I remember that our time in person together is precious. And finally, to survive means to be open to change.